Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Revelation Wellness Podcast. We are so happy that you have joined us today. You're in for a treat today as Elisa shares her journey of experiencing God on a wilderness hike where the outdoors was a setting for her heart to come more fully alive. It's such a beautiful story of God meeting her in an unexpected space to speak to the daughter he created. And we think that you are going to be delighted. And if this sounds like an experience that you need a little bit more of in your life, if encountering more of God in the outdoors seems exciting to you, then we invite you to take part in our newest squad, Squad 3, forming for our Rev Wild Outdoor Leadership Training. You can join us in this nine-week program to learn how you can lead others into the wilderness where you too will encounter God free of all the distractions and the noise where there is space for your heart to come fully alive. Registration is open now and you can swipe up on the show notes to download a packet and learn more today. See you off the grid and in the wilderness. Enjoy today's episode. Peace. Well, hey friends, it's Elisa. And today I get to just share a quick story with you, something that's on my heart and perhaps it'll minister to you. I grew up in a home with the understanding that was non-negotiable that you are going to college. Now, see, my mom never completed any higher education further than high school, but my father did have a college degree. He was actually the very first man in his family line to graduate from college. So I was going to be the first woman to graduate from college more so from my mom's perspective so that I could take care of myself in case something should happen. And I was all for that. I was absolutely into going to college and that whole picture of what life might be when you get to college, especially growing up in the home that I was raised in where I could not wait to get out of what seemed like a very dysfunctional home. I was told that I would get to college and my parent, my dad was going to take care of it and it would be cared for financially. Well, as much of my childhood experience was, that turned out not to be true. My father was pretty notorious at making promises he couldn't keep, which sidebar leads to this day where I am continually being renewed in my mind that we have a father who keeps his promises, that God keeps his promises. He is not a man that he should lie. Well, my father did lie and there was no money available to me by the time college was ready and waiting for me. I thought about taking out some loans or scholarships and it was too late for scholarships and loans felt like just kind of a burden to walk into college with, but I knew I was going to go no matter what. So I got to work. I got to work. I worked a full-time job and put myself through college. And they were the most difficult years. You've heard me talk about an orphan spirit from time to time, that the orphan spirit is something that this 
Holy Spirit is always contending with the belief that we are on our own, that we do not have a father who loves and cares and provides and keep promises. And that's an orphan thinking. And I definitely had that because it's all I, I knew. And I wasn't walking with the Lord. I was just surviving, getting through life. So when it came time for college, I was exhausted and tired, but keeping a promise to myself that I was going to graduate college. I was going to make something of myself. I was going to be better and have a better life than my parents could give me. I would be a better mom. I'd be a better wife. I would be better, but I was not walking with the Lord. And so college was a very stressful time for me, not to mention pile on top of that, the lie that I needed someone to love me. If I just make my life tidy enough and clean enough, do all the right things and find someone to love me and someone to love, then that will lead to a good life. Well, that was not happening. <laughs> I was a serial dater, constantly looking for the person to love me, getting my heart broken time and time again, or breaking other people's hearts. And going to work, trying to make all these equations work out. I was exhausted. I was so tired, but I had to keep going. Then one day I was invited by a friend, a fellow guy friend who he actually liked me, but I did not have feel those mutual feelings towards him. So I felt safe around him because I didn't have to worry about my heart falling in love with him, although I'm pretty sure he was more into me than just a friend. But he invited me one day to go hiking. I had never been hiking before. Not like a hike, like, hey, it's a day hike. Let's take a bottle of water, go hike up a local mountain here, take a look at the view, come down, have some lunch. No, this was like, oh, we're going to have to get a big pack. We're going to have to... <laughs> those big packs that are taller than me and put it around my hips. And there was something about it though, that was attractive. I think it was probably the challenge. I wasn't one to back off from a challenge, which is the reason why I managed to get myself through college eventually. So there we were with these huge backpacks. And by the way, they did not fit me. <laughs> um, I had to rent a women, a woman size, uh, pack to go camping down into Havasu Pai Falls. And it did not fit me. It was just too big. So it would wear on my hips. It was really heavy, very uncomfortable. Going down wasn't the problem. It was coming up that was just about did me in. But going down was beautiful. I can remember here I was outside of my environment of my apartment living with four other people and the noise and the busyness of having to go to work and having to come home and having to study and then being at school and then work and study and so just the cycle of trying to keep up with everything. So drawing away and going into this beautiful area called Havasupai Falls, my perspective was shifting. It was something about it. Like, where's this been my whole life? This is so beautiful. And with every step we took moving closer and closer down to our destination into the canyon, coming upon these beautiful ice blue waterfalls, I felt like something was falling off of me with every step. Like I was 
I was tired and I was exhausted, but the beauty of the outdoors kept drawing me further into the, the deep and the mystery of what would be around the next corner. I found myself that first night when we set up camp, just energized, energized by the fact we made it down, by the fact that I was in a whole new environment. Um, and I was processing some heartbreak. I was processing a lot of heartbreak through the years of just failed relationships one after the other. My life just was not working out. Everything was so hard and heavy, but here I was in this really beautiful place. Such a dichotomy, such a a comparison of how I felt on the inside definitely wasn't being expressed around me on the beauty of the outdoors. The next morning we woke up and we went to what's called Mooney Falls. And you can Google all of this. I encourage you to Google Havasupai Falls, Arizona, or Mooney Falls. And it's this red rock claymation, like clay. It looks almost fake with the biggest waterfall that they have in Havasupai Falls. And the waterfalls are just roaring. At night, we could hear the roar of them, but we had yet to go see the falls because we'd gotten there so late in the day. And I could not wait to open my eyes the next morning, put on our day pack and explore and go to this, this waterfall I had been hearing all night. And we get there and you have to actually climb down the walls of this waterfall, like through it, like a cave and use chains and hold on with your hands and these rope ladders that you're just like, my gosh, how long have these been here? It's by the way, this particular area, it's the furthest West of the Grand Canyon and it's private land. So you hike at your own risk. This is not like public, uh, a public park. It's a, it's a private land that you get a, um, you have to make reservations and get a permit to go into. So it's climb at your own risk. And I'm thinking, this is risky, but there's something in my heart coming alive as we're getting closer and closer to this waterfall. We were going to head down to the base of the waterfall. And I love adventure. I love risk. So I think there's a certain element of me that was just getting supercharged by all this. We get to the bottom of the falls. And I remember just my heart exploding the beauty of what I was seeing. I'd never seen anything like this before. I'm a girl from central Phoenix, Arizona, who did not grow up camping, going outdoors. I played a lot of sports. Thank goodness for that. But we never adventured. And this heart of adventure came alive in me. And as I stood at the bottom of the waterfall and looked at this gallons, tons of water, just spilling over this red cliff, hitting the water with this roar. I knew I was in the presence of something greater than myself. I could feel it. My, my spirit was standing up on the inside. Now I wasn't walking with the Lord, but I heard this sentence rise up inside of me. And it said, isn't it beautiful? It's just like you. I made you just like this waterfall. And I didn't know what that meant at the time, but I've made you just like this waterfall. And then I had this sense that you're made for more, Elisa. You're made for more than the life that you're living. I've made you for more. 
just like this waterfall never stops spilling out water, that there's always more water coming. I've made you for more. I know now looking back that that was the voice of God speaking to me. And I can tell you friends that changed the trajectory of my life. Standing with my feet in the water at the base of a roaring waterfall changed my life. I literally went back and I made different choices after that. I do remember being at that base of the waterfall and having this agreement that I was making with someone or something that I was done dating and like I needed to do something different. I just knew I'm not going to keep doing what I've been doing. I'm doing something different. I was made for more than this. I was made for more. And I went back and I, I did, I, I just started looking at life differently. Actually, I began to invite my girlfriends, like, let's go mountain biking. Let's go adventure. Let's do something else. Let's not just go to another weekend at the club or go to a Friday night and 10 cent beers or whatever, you know, again, this is all pre-Jesus time. Let's, I just was done doing what we had been doing, searching and seeking to be known and loved and find the next quick fix. I wanted adventure. And we started doing that. Some girlfriends of mine started going and we bought some mountain bikes and we started camping some. And this heart of adventure started coming inside of me, just started rising up. And then it wasn't too soon after that, true to the sentence or that saying of when you stop looking for it, it finds you. Well, probably within six months or so, I met my husband who I'm now married to for 25 years. And that's a story all on its own. It was not a pretty story. It was not a pretty bow in a package, but it began the trajectory of my life where I was going to continue to listen to that voice. That voice was coming for me. It began in an outdoor space. So why do I share this with you? I share it with you because there is power in the outdoors. I'm convinced of it and I'm a living testimony of it. And there is a lot of research to back this up. Recently in Harvard shared an article that a study of 20,000 people were, did an outdoor experiment. And they found that the people who spent two hours a week in green spaces, meaning outdoor spaces, local parks or other natural environments, either all at once spent the two hours or spaced out over several visits, two hours in a week, they were substantially more likely to report good health and psychological well-being than those who don't go outdoors. And by the way, this study was real clear that two hours kind of was the, it was the hard boundary that if you spent under two hours, that people did not report these types of improvements in their life. But those who spent two or more hours benefited. This study points in one direction, friends, that nature is not only nice to have, but it's a have to have for physical health and cognitive function, the article says. It's a necessary. 
Being outdoors can lower your blood pressure, your stress hormone levels, reduce nervous system arousal, increase your immune system function, increase self-esteem, and reduce anxiety. And it can improve mood. We need access to green spaces. There's actually an environmental movement for urban cities, places where there's a lot of congestion of people, that there has to be some green space. Otherwise, people will become like animals. Animals without a place to roam and be free, it isn't pretty. And we know this. We know it. I'm often saying in a lot of my Facebook live teachings or all the places, every every day, try to get outdoors for a little bit. It's actually part of my rhythms of my day. Uh, If I have a meeting, we try to end the meeting with a 10 minute buffer. And within that 10 minute before I have to be in the next meeting, I get up, I stretch, take a drink of water and weather permitting, which is often around here in Arizona. I just open my door and step outside, stand in the shade, take a breath of fresh air, look around, leave my phone indoors. I'm not scrolling my phone. It's a reset. It's a deep calls to deep. And by the way, we can't just access space visually. In other words, if you just look out, you know, looking out through your window, that's something, but you don't get the same effect as if you immerse yourself into the environment. So it's not just accessing it visually. Having a window is something. There's definitely mental health uh, improvements for people who work in environments where there's a window. But even better, go out into it to benefit and get these resets. It's in the natural environment, as it was true for me, that we pay attention more effortlessly and broadly. Being outdoors at that moment in time in my life, it opened me up to a broader perspective. You were made for more. And I was able to pay attention. I would drew away from the cares of my every day, going to work, paying the bills, studying, panicking to pass the test, hanging in there and surviving. We need to be in the outdoors. Japanese researchers call it forest bathing when they go walking in the woods. I love that. Forest bathing. Go walk in the woods. Why does the outdoors work? While spending time outdoors full of a sensory experience, which anchors us in the present moment and helps us to feel connected, grounded, and a part of something much bigger than ourselves back to that broad perspective. And that's a quote from Lee Chambers. He's an environmental psychologist. That being outdoors anchors us in the moment. It's a full body experience and it connects us and grounds us to something bigger than ourselves. Psalm 95 verse four through five says, in his hand are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hand formed the dry land. 
Romans 1.20, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. At the base of that waterfall, I was without excuse. God spoke, you are like this waterfall. You were made for more. And by the way, I've, I've asked the Lord about that time. What, what did you mean I was a waterfall? And I've heard from say over the years, the people will come to you to be refreshed. <laughs> I would like to think as you come to revving the words each week that I'm refreshing you, that when you do a be still, that you're being refreshed. When you do a Revel TV with any of our instructors, that you're being refreshed, recharged, re-energized, and you're recreating, recreating with the God who made the heavens and the earth for whom we are without excuse. We've seen him. Clearly seen him. This invisible God makes himself known in the outdoors. So I share this to you, with you today to hopefully get you outdoors. Get outdoors. I want you well. Our computers, our devices, they're going to keep us tethered and to internet and Wi-Fi. And that's the beauty. When you really, really get outdoors, you go off the grid. And if the thought of going off the grid makes you come alive at all, friends, our Rev Wild training is back. And that's the whole reason it exists. Honestly, from that waterfall moment for me, from rim to rim, God has been continually faithful to use the outdoors in this ministry as a way of getting inside our hearts in bigger, deeper ways. Yes, we love our RevWell TV, our RevFit and those workouts, but there's something outdoors waiting for all of us. I pray you get outdoors even if it's just to sit on the sun for five days, five days, five minutes at a time between meetings, go for a walk. Remember, you are not an orphan. I'm not an orphan. There's plenty of space. There's plenty of time. Get into a bigger perspective. And when we get outdoors, it puts us in that bigger environment that you are in his hand because in his hand are the depths of the earth. And the mountains belong to him and the trees belong to him and the birds belong to him. It all belongs to him. And you are in the center of it. And he's calling you. You're made for more. So if you're interested in more, check out everything we have going on with Rev Wild, whether it's to become an outdoor leader, we'll train you up, give you the basics so that you make sure people who carry a pack have the right size and aren't as miserable as I was. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I can still remember the bruises on my hips. Yeah, you learn the basics of going outdoors and taking people outdoors so that they can encounter the presence of God. But we also have our adventure hikes. Rim to Him is open. All the ways, praise God. I believe we're coming out of COVID and we're coming out to really to enjoy and embrace what we have all around us resourced in creation. So get into it this week, get into it this weekend, enjoy it. And remember when you're doing it, 
It's wellness for your whole life. You connected to God, connecting to yourself and to the environment around you. God will certainly speak. Just ask him what you need to know. Thanks for listening, guys. I hope this story blesses you. It's one of my favorite, favorite stories. And truly, I believe without that moment at that waterfall in the saddest, most brokenhearted space of my my young life, young adult life, I don't think we'd be here. So thank you, God. Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you that deep calls to deep. I pray, Lord, that we would be people who enjoy you enjoy you in the beauty of the surroundings that you've created. Bring us alive, fully alive, God. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening today, friends. Before you go, be sure to click on the link in the show notes to find out all the information you need to learn more about our RevWild Outdoor Leadership Training. You were made to encounter God in His creation. Let us help you experience more of God outdoors. And remember, if you were blessed by this teaching, please leave us a review. Your reviews really do make a difference in how this podcast reaches those who need to hear more good news. Be blessed, and we hope to see you soon in all the places. Peace.